guide tell all listeners it is Candon and dan here with a mini episode super mini this week right we can do this we are going to talk about cool hidden things that you can see while you're on our tours or just wandering around dc but like really hidden really hidden not just like oh this is a museum you don't know about no 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 not not like off the beaten path things like you need to seek these things out and some people <gasps> may even hunt. say they don't exist well at least the first oh. one Oh, okay. I forgot that that was the first one. Uh, all right. Things that you need to really be looking for in Washington, D.C. Number one is... Mr. Or say General Robert E. Lee's face, possibly in the hair of President Lincoln's memorial. What? Yeah. So I say possibly because if you go to the National, uh, National Park Service site... And I think we've done some of this before, but it's nice to have them all in one place. But if you go to the NPS site, um, it says, like, myths dispelled. And uh, they got someone to, like, climb on his shoulders or something and take a picture. I volunteered to do this again. Right, right. Uh, And take a picture, like, right on the back of his head. But um, this is one of the things where, you know, there's a lot of silly things out there that you're just like, eh, maybe, but probably not. This is one where I'm like, yeah, that's that's probably why, or that's that probably is a thing. So the legend is that if you sort of go to the, if you're facing President Lincoln in his beautiful seated throne room, um, and you go to the left, and you sort of look up at his hair, it looks like the outline of General Robert E. Lee's face. It and, totally does. Yeah, I, I'm convinced of this. Every time I point it out, I've never actually had someone once I pointed out, say, nope, nope, that, that can't be right. Um, it just looks way too much uh, like his perfect outline. And in addition to looking like Robert E. Lee, it just so happens to the the direction of his nose, the direction that the, the sort of figure is looking at or the face is looking at, um, is going right towards Arlington House, which is where Robert E. Lee lived. Um, so in my mind, this makes total sense. Um, when the Lincoln Memorial was being constructed in the 19-teens and 1920s, the American military had learned from the war in, or the Spanish-American War in the 1890s that uh, the boys from the North and the boys from the South still did not get along like 20, 30, 40 years later. So the 19-teens and 1920s was a big time of reconciliation. That's when we have Memorial Bridge built that physically ties uh, the Union represented by the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C., and the Confederacy represented by Virginia and the Arlington House or the Custis Lee House. Um, so that was being constructed at the same time. So that, in my mind, makes it perfectly obvious that such a gifted sculptor um, would sort of sneak that in there. And the reason the Park Service says it doesn't exist is because there's there's nothing written. Um, he did not in any way, shape, or form uh, like write down, oh, I'm going to carve Robert E. Lee's head into the hair of President <laughs> Lincoln because that could have caused some problems, I think. And I think this is a perfect example of um, better to beg forgiveness than to ask permission. Um, but if My you do favorite look life me, motto. I know, right? Uh, so if you do look on the website, it's going to say, nope, this is fake. But if you come on one of our tours, we will be happy to point out uh, Daniel Chester French's sort of bust of Robert 
looking back at Arlington House. It's just too perfect of an of an angle to to just be coincidence. We will also point out the spelling error. Oh, the Memorial. spelling error, yes. But we're not going to talk about that on this episode. Okay, we'll you talk need, about that. You need to come on a tour. All right, come I on think I think one hidden thing per memorial yeah, one, slash, one slash, thing. There's, slash site. There's so many hidden things. There are. Mm-hmm. My favorite is on Embassy Row, the cat house, which I think we mentioned on our Embassy Row. Oh, yeah. mini But I just, it's such a cute, it's such a cute cat. Where is that? At, so it's called the Miller House. It's on Massachusetts Avenue in Florida. Um, it's a Pell's house, the architect, and then Miller, whose first name I can I think Augustus, uh, was in the Navy during the American Civil War, and he there's like lots of there are a lot of naval motifs. Mm. And you don't normally think of cat as a naval motif, but oh, they yeah. kept cats for the for the mice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. he had a a bust of a cat put on the uh, the corner. The corner of his house. I know I've seen it, but it's been such a while I couldn't locate it in my brain. But yes, that makes total sense. So I like that one. I have so I have notes okay. um, in front of me of hidden things that we should talk about. Um it is underneath my grocery list. So I need <laughs> creamer and hamburger meat. And then the next thing on the list says naked men. <laughs> And I'm like, is this part of the grocery yeah. list or the podcast yeah, episode? I'm curious. Um, what is no. When you go into the Library of Congress mm. and there's all these beautiful artwork and mosaics, walls, ceiling, floor, and um, just right in front of the Thomas Jefferson Library, there is those there are little blue rectangles and it depicts American football and baseball. But the men are entirely naked. And it's supposed to be, you know, reminiscent of the Olympic Games and ancient Greece, who did not play baseball or American football. <laughs> uh, but my, I just, I love to point it out to anyone who has the brain of a 13-year-old. American, Americans <laughs> during that time love to pretend we're Greek and Roman. Right? We're just, like, just going to flip ourselves back to time and make a bunch of buildings with beautiful columns and look like temples and then have... Uh, ancient greek football players right right football and baseball but so, they're naked so on where the exactly is that i don't know if i've ever seen that <gasps> oh so you're in the great hall the mm-hmm. library of congress yep. and you go upstairs mm-hmm. as if you're about to go into the thomas jefferson library okay um and they are on either corner okay on the ceiling okay i will have to i've never seen that i've never pointed oh. that out <laughs> learn something well. new every day yay (laughs) so this podcast is before uh not before this is what this podcast is for (laughs) all right (laughs) but i just i love that my grocery list creamer hamburger naked men (laughs) that is pretty good so do you what uh what are some others um one of my favorite ones i think is um FDR, the FDR Memorial, built in the 1990s. It's, first of all, one of my favorite memorials because it's so unlike what we typically think of memorials, which is like giant, tall buildings or, again, Greek, Roman-looking buildings or something like that. There's no columns. Well, there are columns, but not that kind of columns. Right, not that kind of columns. Um, But it it doesn't look anything like that. It's actually more of a park than anything else. Um, And it's really cleverly designed. And the designers had in mind, of course, FDR's disability. Um, the fact that he caught polio at a, a pretty late age, the 
late thirties or so and lost the use of his legs. And, you know, today when I talk to kids, I'm like, it's crazy to think that people didn't know this. I mean, we know so much, way too much about the lives of politicians today. And here we had a president who was physically disabled from the waist down and not many people realized it. Um, it was one of the better kept secrets and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like the CIA showing up to your house or the FBI showing your house if you knew and like taking you out someplace. It was just sort of a, a gentleman's agreement not to discuss it. Um, so when they built the memorial, it's beautiful and it's almost entirely flat and spread out over seven to eight acres. So again, like a big park. Um, and it's divided into four sort of pseudo rooms and each room sort of tells a story about what was going on during that particular term in office. So first term, second term is mostly dedicated to images of the Great Depression. And then, of course, third and fourth term, um, World War II. In the third room is where you have the original statue of FDR. And I say original because there are two today but not as originally designed. So today when you enter the memorial, there is a life-size statue of FDR prominently in his specially um, crafted wheelchair, which I, he actually made a, or has a patent for it. And you can see that on the backside of the sculpture. But the story of that sculpture is when they unveiled this beautiful flat um, memorial that recognized our first disabled president, when they made his larger statue in that third room, they depicted him as, as history remembers him, which means him sitting down with a big cloak over his legs, hiding his wheelchair and hiding his disability. So disability advocates got really upset and probably rightfully so. Um, and <laughs> I don't know exactly what happened from this point on, but there had to be some sort of like high level meetings and the designer said, oh, we'll fix this. This is, you know, we, we got an idea, we'll fix this. So the way they fixed it, and it's hard for me to say this with a straight face, um, <laughs> but the way they fixed it is, if you see the big statue of FDR, this is a much larger statue in the, in the third room, and you climb on the little pedestal there and you look behind him, so you have to like climb over him and behind him, you will see chair legs. So that he was sitting in a normal chair, but they took the ends of the chair legs and they crafted little caster wheels, <laughs> like on an <laughs> office chair, which is nothing like how FDR got around number one. And number two, because they crafted it from, you know, the material of the leg chair that was already there, it's wildly out of proportion. So the, leg, the, the wheels are smaller than the legs, and the whole thing just looks totally absurd. So I love to be, I imagine myself a fly on the wall at the meeting where they unveiled this, and they're like, look what we did to fix it. And the disability <laughs> advocates literally just shake their heads, and they're like, never mind, we'll do this ourselves. And... <laughs> A couple of years later, they raised the money and they installed a statue with him in his, his wheelchair there. Um, but no one believes me when I describe this, how silly it is. And then you you get behind that statue and you see these little wheels and you're like, what were they thinking? Several people along the way had to say, this, this is a good idea. Yes, we should execute this idea. And no one at any point said, this is the dumbest looking thing we could possibly do. Um, I will find a photo and put it on our social media at top that no. At Tour Guide Tell All. I'm so used to doing uh, DC by foot social media. At Tour Guide Tell All on Instagram and Facebook. And I'll put a picture of this. Or come on our tours and see it. Or come on our tours and see it. <laughs> I mean, we um, 
Other memorial with hidden thing, World War II. Yes. This one's my favorite. Do you want to do this? I, well, it, so, yes. Oh, mini episodes are so hard. I know. <laughs> I was trying to there, cut myself down, and it's hard. It's very difficult. There is a hidden piece of graffiti. Quote, quote unquote. Quote, unquote, <laughs> quote graffiti, unquote. Um, on the backside of the World War II memorial. It has two hands on a long nose looking over a wall and says Kilroy was here. And it is an image that I'm sure even if you didn't know that you have seen this before. I, having never heard the story of Kilroy, um, used to draw that image on my desk at school. Sorry, oh, teachers. that's crazy. <laughs> I know. That's just well, I like... think I've seen that. Yeah. I think I remember doodles like that on, on my desks. And yeah, things, that's yeah. just that's just one of the things you doodle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what but I don't want to tell the whole story on this mini episode. Yeah. Because it's my favorite story to tell on a tour. Okay. Well, so we come can on our say, tours. Well, we won't say what the origin is. We'll just say okay. that when they created the World War II memorial, part of, you know, part of that process is going to veterans and saying, you know, what would you like to see? And what's so cool about this graffiti is it ended up everywhere during the war, everywhere. And it was almost like a like a home comfort for a lot of these guys. They'd see this this familiar piece of graffiti, this little man, and this silly little phrase. Um, and for a lot of them, it was even though they were in the most foreign of foreign lands and many of them had never left their own towns before, um, it was sort of a comfort to see this. And you can still see this little piece of graffiti in, in places in Europe that haven't been um, completely redone since the war. Um, there was Kilroy Doodles on like the Berlin Wall and other things like that. The story behind it is really cool, and we'll tell you about it on the tour. But it's just, it's important to realize that you can get, and I've done this, because um, they'll get honor flights to come to the World War II Memorial, and you'll get these crusty, battle-hardened veterans in their wheelchairs, and they're just not impressed by anything, and they're like, yeah, this is nice, and this is great. And then sometimes you go up to them and say, do you want to see where Kilroy is? And I swear they're like kids in a candy shop their faces light <laughs> up um and then when you take them over there to see it they just they laugh hysterically and they just love that part of the memorial it is um, the best part so there are actually two for those of you who are listening want to find it on your own they're um kind of in the the back of the memorial behind pennsylvania and delaware columns one on each side um so go go find kilroy, go find while kilroy. You're the world war ii memorial Eisenhower, no, Eisenhower, Einstein. Einstein. Have you stood in the middle of Einstein and talked towards him? Yes, I have. Do you understand the physics behind no, it? No, because I barely understood all. physics. <laughs> <laughs> so at the Einstein Memorial, uh, on the ground, there are little gold dots. It looks like pink drops have fallen, mm -hmm. and those are um, the stars, the constellations. Mm -hmm. And then there's one kind of like bigger one in the center. And it's right in front of the, the Einstein statue. And if you stand on it and talk towards Einstein, like have a conversation with him, it's this very strange, like um, vocal effect mm -hmm. that happens. And I don't, I don't it. understand it. I'm not, and I'm not also, I've never seen anything where it was, where I've seen it was done on purpose. I've definitely experienced it. So I know it's there. Um, but I don't know how, cause it's not, there, there, there aren't like echoey walls around you. Right. It's, yeah. It's you're talking. I mean, you're talking to a statue. Yeah. Of a man sitting with a book in his lap. Yes. I mean, he's huge. 
He is huge. Which I like because you can fit like 30 kids on him and take pictures. Which we have done. <laughs> we have done. <laughs> Many times. It is a memorial that you are encouraged to climb on. Yeah. Give him a high five. Mostly because it's not run by the National Park Service. It is a... Yes. Um, What's that organization over there? The, what is it? A National Academy of Science? National Academy of Sciences. So that, All right. That, any other? Hidden ones? I don't think so. At least those those are the ones that came straight to my mind. Oh, Roscoe. Oh, Roscoe. I guess Roscoe. he's not really hidden. Yeah. Nor, nor for listeners is his name actually Roscoe. That's just what <laughs> I've named him, and I am determined to make this a historically accurate fact. I edit the Wikipedia page regularly. <laughs> It's funny uh, there, because I call him Roscoe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the perfect name. So if you go to the Korean Veterans Memorial, there is a dog, a German Shepherd, on the wall of images. And I think his name should be Roscoe. <laughs> and it's he's actually super easy to find. Don't Don't look for the dog. Look for the giant dark spot from where everyone reaches up to pet the dog. <laughs> that is so much easier to find. And then you're like, oh, found it. That's where he is. And I am determined to make it a fact that his to name is Roscoe. To make it a fact that he is Roscoe. Well, I tell yeah. everyone his name is Roscoe. And no one has ever asked me how I knew that. I just, I just say, go find Roscoe. Right. It is, it, is, it is his name. It is his name. I like that. So those are some of the quick and easy little things that you can find on an adventure with us or on your own in Washington, D.C. <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> your face didn't even move. <laughs> hey, I've been working on that for many years, yeah. It's a, it's a skill, Dan. <laughs> you need, sometimes you need a trumpet player in your life, and you should be able to do it. Yeah. I mean, you're, look behind me. <laughs> I'm sure there's a trumpet in here somewhere. <laughs> So thank you, Tour Guide Tell All listeners, for coming along on this short little mini-sode with me, Candon, and Dan. Becca and Rebecca will be back next week to talk about something. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, I don't know what's on the schedule. I don't, I don't remember what's on the schedule either. Uh, and then Dan and I will see you in 2023. Oh, wow. Can you believe it's uh, December? Ugh, all right. <laughs> I know. So... I was going to say see you next year, but Dan, I will talk to you in like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Torg, I tell all listeners, we, we too will see you or hear you or speak at you next year. We'll, we'll speak at you next year. That's a good way to sign off. 